0: Hi there, I'm Becky Hammond, founder and Maven over at eSogo and eSogoStrong.com. Welcome to Isogo TV, our video and audio podcast. Here on eSogo TV, we are fueling marriage connection, parenting grace, and work energy by focusing in on your strengths instead of fixating on your weakness. Today, you are joining us for episode 70, which is part of our Isoba TV interview series. And we have been having an awesome time. By talking to leaders, coaches, parents, spouses, regular people, we are bringing alive the life-changing stories that have been fueled by people's unique and brilliant strengths in their work or their marriages or their parenting. You know, my guest today is Melissa Hereford. Melissa has been teaching people how to negotiate, for over 22 years through her workshop negotiate with confidence melissa teaches women the skills to get ahead and get along to confidently ask for whatever they want without worrying that they'll be called bossy or too aggressive melissa's work has shown her that a lot of women feel powerless like they don't have a choice in life situations so her life's work is to show all of us that we have all the tools already inside of us to make shifts in our everyday agreements that will change our lives. Her career went from overwhelming to fully content as she used her strengths, and I so look forward to sharing her story of life change through her unique and brilliant strengths with you. So let's dive into this conversation with Melissa. Hey! I'm here with Melissa Hereford, and I'm so excited. We, Melissa and I chatted, um, I don't know, I think we said like two years ago now. Yeah, about two years. And I've been following her blooming entrepreneurship, and I'm so excited to hear a little bit more about that today. And um, really, I, I couldn't be more thrilled to have you all uh, get to he- hear from Melissa and uh, the way that the strengths perspective and understanding who she was through her strengths changed her paradigm and really brought her to where she is today and kind of the successful, happy place she is today. So um, Melissa, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, your work life, and we'll go from there.
1: Okay, that's big. That's a lot. I can talk I know, for the whole right. half hour just <laughs> me, 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 about me. Um, yeah, thanks for having me, Becky. It's really great to be here. Strengths really did change my life. I went from 22 years in the corporate environment to being on my own for the last couple of years. And I was really inspired to take that action once I got to know what my strengths were and understand myself better through that lens. So I feel really strongly about encouraging other people to explore their strengths. It, It completely changed my paradigm. Instead of looking at myself from these are all the things that I'm doing wrong. I can really focus on the the positive. Mm. And that's important for me not only personally, but for the women that I work with and the men that I work with, where I've realized over the last couple of years that we look at everything from a negative perspective. It's like, we're just wired to look at the negative and to beat ourselves up and you know, roll back those tapes in our heads yeah. over and over again about all the things I did wrong and all the things that I said wrong and all the bad, 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 bad.
0: Yeah. The deficits, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so focusing on your strengths is like, oh, I understand why maybe I didn't do that so well instead of just beating myself up over it. So that's my passion for strengths. As far as me, I worked for a negotiation training company. We taught people how to have more effective conversations at work, one-on-one, within teams, salespeople with their customers, procurement people with vendors. How do you come up with agreements that are sustainable and authentic? And I did that for 20 years then I got into more general communication for a couple of years working with my next employer that acquired us from my longstanding standing corporate role there. And yeah, so that's my my work world. And then my personal world, I am married. I've been married for, it'll be 24 years coming up July 30th. Oh, soon. I know. I know what you're thinking. You're like, Melissa, you're way too young. That's <laughs> what years. I was thinking. Right? I know. <laughs> yes. Self-congratulatory, right? Um, I, I got married when I was 10. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and we use our strengths a lot in our marriage too. So married for 24 years, I have a 13 year old son and I live in Northern California, right outside of San Francisco.
0: Ooh, it's a good place to live. I know. The West West Coast calls me. I'm so grateful. (laughs) Uh, yeah. yeah, Awesome. Very cool. Well, what's something now you didn't tell us about, um, what you're doing right now. Exactly. What are you doing right now? Oh, right. Right. So that was your life before. Left so now is what's the next chapter? What's that looked like so far even just in a couple Sentences here.
1: Yeah, so I, I teach women how to have more powerful conversations at work and at home, mm. how to really connect, how to use your words to the best effect, how to get more of what you want by being clear and asking for what you want, and really how to build more authentic connections as you figure out where you want to go, as you strategize around your career, as you look at your interpersonal relationships, and how my conversations make a difference mm. in my everyday life. Cool.
0: Awesome. Yay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, so you'll find out that um, Melissa also has communication high so you can see the threads right. of your strengths, even in what you do and what you've chosen to do. So I'm yeah. excited for everyone to hear that. So what, what is something that you've been most proud of recently?
1: Oh gosh, just the startup of starting my own business and getting into all of the details. I am so proud of what I've been able to accomplish in the last two years. The change that I see in people's lives is so gratifying to me. I mean, I always love that in my work, in my corporate work, in my work on my own. Seeing people come out of a workshop and say, oh my God, this is going to change my life. This is going to change the way I think about the world is so gratifying. And so doing that on my own has just been, I'm really proud of being able to get this business started and getting it actually going, there's so many hurdles that you have to overcome as an entrepreneur, as you know, probably lots of your viewers know as well. I I am proud of where, how far we've come. I've come in the last two years.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Yay. Cool. (laughs) All right. So I don't know if you've seen these. Have I, I actually, I think you, maybe you have seen these. These are the Dare to Dialogue uh, conversation cards. Um, Yeah. And I'm just going to choose one randomly here and let's, uh, so we, you and I can both answer this question, then we'll launch into your story of strength. So here's the one I chose randomly. All right, here we go. This is apt, I suppose. What is one thing you are really good at without even trying?
1: Oh, there's so many. How can I? <laughs> How <many? laughs> I think connecting with other people. I'm good at connecting with other people. Yeah. But- yeah.
0: But it just yeah. seems like it comes naturally to you. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Are you gonna answer it too? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna an answer. Okay. Um, good. Um. I yeah. It's funny when nothing comes to your mind exactly. Like, oh, well, am I good at something without even trying? <laughs> but, uh. Yeah. I just I can't help but organize, and not like in a like a have to stick to this thing. All it's kind of like a flexible organizing thing, and I just like yeah. I just I love getting the maximum amount out of a space or a, or a calendar or a morning. And so I just, I do it. And some and people sometimes say, you know, they reflect like, oh, wow, I don't know how you fit all that in. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I just plan for it, you know, but and it, and it just comes naturally. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now, is there a strength associated with that?
0: <clears throat> yeah. I would say my arranger strength is okay. what it shows up there. I also have high discipline. So I think that sometimes I can lock things in. If it works, yeah. if my ranger goes and it works, I just lock it in and then I can do that mm-hmm. over and over until I, I get bored. Yeah.
1: I'm going to have to go back and look at my top 10. I know my top five really well, but I'll have to look at my top 10 because I I think this is different from what you're saying. I'm not disciplined um, and i I, I don't know if a ranger is it, uh-huh. but when I'm stressed or I've had a busy day, I go reorganize a closet yeah. and I just feel so much
0: better. My daughter does that. She's yeah. like, slams a door. She's seven. She'll slam a door. She's all upset. And then she'll go and clean her room. I'm like, well, that worked out for both of us.
1: I can totally relate. Your daughter and I can be like, I'm relaxing right now. My Maybe. husband's like, you're folding laundry. How is that relaxing?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, um, when you first came. Across the uh, strengths concept, and I know you had an amazing coach. Um, what problems were you looking to solve at that point? Um, kind of what were you thinking about most in your mm-hmm. life when the strengths perspective came into your life?
1: <clears throat> so I was in a, a, I was suddenly not being successful at work. Hmm. So my whole career, I, as it turns out, I was operating in my sweet spot. Hmm. I mean, I was very entrepreneurial within. The small company that I was working for, we worked with Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies, but we were very agile, mm. and so I had a lot of flexibility, so I had a lot, I had a lot of ability to just move my job responsibilities around mm. so that I was working in my strengths, and I did it unconsciously. You know, if I had something to do that I wasn't doing well or I didn't like, I would just reassign it to somebody on my team mm. and have them do it. And I always thought I was a little bit, I don't know, selfish or something for doing that. Like, I should just buckle down and do this. But I didn't. I I—I—I I followed my path and I did it unconsciously. Mm. And then suddenly I was in a job where I wasn't being successful and I didn't know why. And it was really confusing to be, you know, forty three 44 years old and suddenly be completely out of sorts and I didn't know why and so you know our inclination again going back to that negative 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 is like oh my god I'm so horrible I'm not good at this I'm doing a job that I'm just not good at how can that even be yeah and that's what was going through my mind yeah when I found the the strengths
0: yeah yeah uh, now um, tell us what, how did you get exposed to strengthfinder and uh, what did you discover when you took, when you took the test?
1: Yeah, so I was really lucky because I was working with a coworker who was doing strengths finding uh, strength finder on the side, okay. so she had a consulting business. she was working at the company that I was working at. We were friends and coworkers and she told me about what she was doing and I was like, "Oh, that sounds really interesting i 'm just an intellectually curious person so yeah. she offered to do to let me do the test and then tell me what it meant and As soon as she walked me through what my top strengths were, I started making those connections like yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense why what I'm doing right now is not matching up with what I'm good at. Yeah. Oh, maybe I don't totally, totally, like, maybe I'm not really failing or a bad person because they're not aligned and that I that was so eye-opening and reassuring for me.
0: yeah what other paths had you tried before like you know you felt like you were frustrated and you're starting to be down on yourself thinking there must be something wrong with me because mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm not being successful. What else did you try or what 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 were you, what was your plan before uh, the strength perspective came in?
1: I was going to just suffer through it and force myself to get better at the things that I was not doing well. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even, I hadn't even made the connection. Right. Right. So I was just trying harder. Like I just have to try harder. I just have to do this more and then I'll be good at it.
0: Yeah. What indicators did you have that you weren't good? You know, like what Yeah. people are out there and they're like, I don't know. Like, I think I kind of feel like that, but Mm -hmm. like, how did you know that, you felt like you were, that it wasn't a match all of a sudden?
1: Yeah, there were, well, part of it was my boss and I were not meshing. And I didn't, I I wasn't able to articulate that until later.
0: Yeah.
1: That he wasn't clear with me and I was definitely not being clear with him because I was, I was operating from a place of fear.
0: Yeah. When
1: you're in a place of fear where I was just afraid I was going to lose my job. I was afraid I was going to get fired. I couldn't even talk to him uh, honestly about it because I was so in that fearful place. And so first of all, if you're operating from a place of fear, that's a big red flag. Like, why am I afraid that I'm going to get fired? Because I'm really horrible at this job or I wasn't really horrible at this job. I just wasn't amazing at it. Yeah. You know, I wasn't thriving. And so the signs were that self-talk, that um, I wasn't thriving and I couldn't, I I was operating from a place of not of fear rather than strength, rather than confidence. And um Then little things started to come up. Like uh, my boss would say, "Um, "I don't want to explain it to you. Just send it to me, and I'll do it myself because it'll be faster." Mm -hmm. So I started to feel this disdain for my boss, and he and I were friends. So I knew it wasn't a personal thing at all. It was it was related to my work and my performance. And so if you're getting these messages from the people around you that you're not doing things well, that it would be faster if I had somebody else do it. It, for people who are watching this, I would say it's probably not you. You're just in the wrong position. You know, I mean, there may be some things that are you. Like if I hadn't been operating from a place of fear, I would have been right. able to have an honest conversation about it, right?
0: True. Yeah. Like there was yeah. a filter over you that was filtering everything through you. This fear filter, and so everything right. came through as like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail. But,
1: yeah. Great. Right.
0: And I need to put up my defenses versus try to figure out what's going on. Right. Right. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. So then what happened? Like, what did you experience in your life? So your coworker it introduced you to the strengths perspective, to your top five strengths and what, what happened next? I mean, obviously it wasn't an overnight thing. So how did, mm-hmm. what was the process like? And maybe if you can give us some examples oh, you should probably share what your top five strengths are. <laughs> what are okay. your top five strengths? Okay. So I'll hold up my little
1: mug so you can read oh, it. Oh, yay.
0: Mug, strength mug, shout out. <laughs> strength
1: mug. This thing is amazing because I see it every morning and I go, oh, my top five strengths are input, mm-hmm. communication, harmony, adaptability, and woo. So you can probably see from the combination of these that they're mostly related around communication and connecting with other people. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest insight for me was seeing, oh, my my number one is input. And I'm really good at connecting things to other things that may not be a likely connection. Mm -hmm. So I'll be talking with someone and they'll say, Uh, this is an issue for me. And I can reach into my little mental filing cabinet and pull out this exercise and say, oh, you know what? Let's do this exercise that's going to show you how to think about that differently. That's going to reframe it in some way for you. Or, oh, I read this article. Let me go find that and send it to you. And so because I'm doing coaching and uh, teaching classes for, for women, it's like anytime something comes up in a conversation during the class. I feel like I have a idea for them. Wow. Even if it's outside of what we're talking about, like, oh, let me find this thing that's going to help you. Yeah. And at my, my job, um, that wasn't what, what my boss wanted. What he wanted was this is the prescribed approach. One, two, three, four, five, you follow that approach. Hmm. So I was always feeling like there was no room for creativity or there was no room for me to be thinking outside the box, which is my natural inclination. Hmm and having that be squashed and things would happen. Like he would say, um, I would say, I'm going to go do some research and talk to all the salespeople about blah, blah, blah. And he would say, don't talk to them about it. Just tell them what you want them to do, which is certainly fine in many cases. Like there is a message. We need to get that message out. Sure. But it was so, and this is the important part. It was so counterintuitive for me. I couldn't do it. I could not just roll the message out or roll the program out without talking to our audience. And I saw your eyes you 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 were like, "Whoa, what?" But there are a lot of times when you just want to teach people to do something.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And cool. I just I couldn't do it. I could not do that. It was so hard and after seeing my strengths, I realized why. Yeah. You know, with your number 5 is woo, winning others over. Yeah. just Influencing and persuading without having any communication back and forth is not. Yeah.
0: Well, and if you have any sense that there's going to be resistance to it, right? You have high harmony that you're just like, yeah, exactly. I want to gain consensus. I want to talk it out, right? High communication. Exactly. You see how that would not feel. Like your most natural path of success. <laughs>
1: right. And I would be beating myself up, like, why can't I just do what he's asking me to do? Why am I making such a thing out of it? Yeah. And once I saw what my strengths are, instead of being beating myself up over it, I was able to say, oh, okay, now that makes total sense. Yeah. So- Everything shifted from me being wrong or bad into okay, I can be this person.
0: Yeah. But you still were in your job and you still had to yeah. do a few things. So Good. what, what do you, what happened next? You know, you, you're starting to have this revelation where your are mine. And we talk, I talk about this a lot in my course, like it's a, it's a. It's not just like oh, I have my top five strengths and I'm going to use them. It's actually a whole mental shift, and you you've been talking about this whole time of like, from a deficit orientation. What am I doing? You know, our weakness fixating. All I mm-hmm. oh, I just need to fix these weaknesses and then I will be successful. And we're it's a perspective shift all the, to saying actually not just only do we not want to fixate on our weaknesses. We actually want to spend all of our time or most of our time developing our strengths. Um, so you're having this perspective shift. You're realizing mm-hmm. kind of the the aha moments of, oh, I see why I'm frustrated. Right. But you're still in the same job. So you're still frustrated, I'm assuming, some of the time. And so what yeah. what happens next as you kind of follow your strengths?
1: So my situation may be different from people who are watching this in that all of this happened over a really short period of time. Yeah. It was like a month where I did the strength finder. I started to explore it with my coach at the time. Um, I got this negative performance review from my boss where he was finally able to articulate where the problems were. Hmm. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, you know, I am not sure that I'm going to be the right person. That I'm, I'm not sure that if I do everything that you ask me to do on this performance review, that I'm still going to be me. Yeah. And I'm not sure that that's ever going to satisfy you. And so I could have worked on it and stayed in the job And um, probably made it work. And that's what most people are going to do. Yeah. For me, it was a catalyst moment where I saw not only the performance situation for me, but also I suddenly realized that I was living in this place of extreme fear all the time. Mm. And I hadn't even really realized it up until that point. Yeah. And so the combination of the two things, I decided to leave that job. Most people aren't going to be so dramatic. Like if I look back on it, maybe I would have tried to work it out or work on it. And it's only fair to, to give it your all and try and make it work. Like that's our human inclination. But for me, because of the situation, I thought, you know what? I need to leave. I need to do something different. I need to get out of this place of fear. And the only way I'm going to do it is by doing something different. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. And so, and it was funny because we were having a—it was like a worldwide sales meeting or something—and every single person from the company was there, and mm-hmm. I was there at the hotel. And when I saw all my friends and coworkers, and I had a lot of friends in this company, mm-hmm. um, I doubted my decision. Yeah. And I immediately got like food poisoning or something. I got super, super sick, and I did believe at the time it was my body saying, yeah no, you are rethinking this and you're going to make excuses and you're going to try to make it work and you're just going to be prolonging this. And I was stuck in the hotel room for the entire sales meeting being so sick. I could not get out of bed. (sighs) So, so sick. And so I had to say, you know, my body is telling me straight up, I need to listen to this and my intuition is right. Yeah.
0: And our bodies it is kind of uh, it's it's been striking to me how many times I've had conversations with people who have been kind of in stuck situations where they're feeling totally drained kind of like they're being not not necessarily walked on as in being taken advantage of, but like walked on as in like I just feel don't feel like I'm successful, and their bodies are the ones that are telling them their hair's falling out or their skin's changing or they're so tired they can hardly imagine or they're irritable or you know in your case like just suddenly getting sick for several days in this really kind of important. Time for you. Right.
1: Yeah, uh, I've never experienced anything like that before, ever in my whole life. It was so. And afterwards, I was like, "Well, thank God I didn't get cancer or have a heart attack or something." You know, like it was that dramatic, though. It was like I was so sick. And so you do have to listen to your body, and hopefully before it gets to the point where you're, you know, really sick. I mean, a lot of people say they look back on their lives, on their deathbeds and say, oh, I wish I would have done things differently, but their bodies were telling them or their psyches were telling them that they weren't happy or this wasn't working and they could have made changes. We all can make changes so that we're operating from our strengths, which is where happiness lies. It's where fulfillment lies. And it's not even that you have to be doing this amazing job or changing the world in any way. You can have an everyday job and an everyday life and still be living in a place from a place of authentic connection and happiness that you won't get if you're, not, if you're working so against your strengths or so in your weaknesses.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love how you put that. It's so true. It doesn't have to be something glamorous in order to be something that is going to align with your heart and your strengths mm-hmm. and allow you to kind of wake up every day excited for what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So or at what's...
1: least fulfilled, I mean uh-huh. at least satisfied. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be excited. You don't even have to be excited. You just have to not be miserable. Hmm. Right? I mean you have to find satisfaction and satisfaction may be I think we put a lot in our culture, a lot of emphasis on, you know, find do what you love and the money will follow. And sometimes that works for people, but a lot of people just have to make a living. Yeah. You know, they have to make money. They have to support their families. And there are so many different ways of doing that. You can choose a job, even if it's just a nine to five job, that's getting, you know, putting food on the table that is working from your strengths mm-hmm. and not your weaknesses.
0: Yeah. that's oh, so good. That's, yeah. <sighs> Love it. What, what's different about you now, uh, in your life now, and now that you know your strengths and you've walked in them significantly, you know, you, you left and you started your own business. You said, I'm going to, I'm going to leave corporate and be an entrepreneur. And like you said, there's been some bumps and uh, along the way, what, what, what's different now?
1: So now I hire people to do things that I know are my weakness. Yay! Instead of trying to do it <laughs> so, like, let's take booking bookkeeping, for example. My husband and I work together in our, in this business.
0: And you know his and, strengths as well, right?
1: Yeah. And I know his strengths. Like, okay, so here's my strengths mug and here's his. That's yes, <laughs> awesome. Which I look at all the time. And I think, so what's changed for us is like neither one of us are good at bookkeeping. Mm. So instead of being annoyed at him, like, why can't you just do the books on time? I just want to see that. We finally have realized we need to hire somebody to do that. Mm. You know, that's one example. There, I could give you a million examples. So he's an ideator, like he has all sorts of amazing ideas. Very strategic thinking outside the box. Like we could do this, and we could do this, and we can do this. But neither one of us has any big action uh, on our top five. And so, when it comes to taking action, which you have to do every single day is to say, okay, I have to consciously stop the ideating now and start the action and then having an action plan. And even though action is not in my top five, it doesn't mean that I can't be action-oriented. It just means that I have to have the focus to say, these are the five things we're going to accomplish today. Yeah. And I can be the one to do that, Yeah, even though it's not in my top five I'd or love- even in my top 10. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or like, a, like according to the, the leadership domains or the strength finder domains, like there's right. not one that's like specifically executing, but clearly you use your strengths to get things done. You just do it in a different way than right. somebody like me who has achiever and arranger and belief.
1: Right. right exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so has I mean, working with your husband has, uh, what does that look like? I mean, you said that you guys are fairly different from each other and you know does it was the ideating bothering him or was it getting to you or what example?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, we just, we talked about this right before I went on with you and I said, I'm going to talk about your ideating. So he can ideate. Oh, <laughs>
0: I'm
1: joking. Like you're ideating, you're going off the, off the rails. Like we need to lock it down. Like we need to make a decision in yeah. order to move forward. Cause he can get stuck in that like analysis paralysis. Right. Well, what happened so,
0: before you knew each other's strengths? Yeah. Like what, okay. what'd you do? Great. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. That's a great question. So in the past, what I would have done is like, oh, God, are we going to ever make a decision here? Like, uh, and I would look at him and be judgmental and annoyed. Yep. And you know, when you're married to somebody, you want you don't want to exist in that place of yep. like no. being annoyed with them. So, I mean, come on, our kids, our spouses, our parents, our friends, our coworkers, everybody annoys us, right? Yep. Like it's just part of life. But understanding their strengths helps me to see like, okay, I know that Alan is not very good at this. So therefore... I'm the CEO. I can direct him to make a decision. Yeah. But it comes with no judgment and no anger. And I know that he's strong at these other things. I'll come to him and say like, okay, honey, I have this like vague idea. Will you help me kind of flesh it out? And we get on the whiteboard and we draw wow. because that he's so good at thinking yeah. those big picture things. But the most important thing is that aspect of not getting annoyed yeah. with each other.
0: Yeah, or like when you feel it like edging up, you realize like, okay, what's happening here? And then you have a resource, right? You have like exactly. a thing that you can go to to be like, okay, I think it's actually strength that's trying to come through here, not right. as you're saying, you know, it's not a deficit, it's not a weakness. Yeah, maybe you're not not good at stopping ideating, but that just means that it's because you're so yeah. good at ideating, right? Like that's that's the plus the positive side of that.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, and if you're in a long-term relationship with anyone, you have to. The, the, every successful marriage or relationship is based on consciously. A part of it is based on consciously looking at the positive. Yeah. So when I'm working yeah. with people, they and they say, oh, "My boss is driving me crazy," or "My husband or my wife is driving me crazy." We do this activity where you list out all the things that you love about that person or that you appreciate about that person, and that list becomes your. Roadmap forward. It doesn't mean you ignore those other things. Right. You may need to work on them, yeah. but they don't make you as mad or as annoyed because living in that place of being annoyed, it's hard to take action moving forward without consciously focusing on the positive as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's a, been I huge that for us. That's a, yeah. Yeah. You can, you have, you already have, it's like you started your roadmap with your top five strengths and you have this, it's not just, um, even the things you notice or know about them, but it's something that maybe is so core to them. You, I, I don't know, didn't know or didn't notice before, and right. to understand kind of the deeper psychological, emotional needs that go up, that are
1: exactly yeah yeah totally.
0: If if you were going to give somebody encouragement or advice, and you're if someone is is listening to this and they're saying, yeah, I feel, I feel weak at work. Like I just feel like. I, I, I kind of used to be good at stuff, but now I'm not, and I'm getting these reviews that I'm confused about, and I'm, I'm just kind of feeling um, bad about where I am and I'm not excited about what I'm doing. I'm not mm-hmm. even content, I'm not, you know, not fulfilled. Um, from your personal experience, what, what, what encouragement or advice would you give to someone um, that can resonate with those problems that you are facing yourself?
1: So many times we just get stuck in inaction or fear. We just let fear be a place where we're going to hang out for a while. And sometimes it's a long while. Like I talk to women all the time who say, I was hired five years ago. I've never gotten a raise. I've never gotten a promotion. I've never, never, never. And I'm afraid to go and ask for it. I'm afraid to talk to my boss about it. And if you let that kind of fear drive you, And I understand why it's there because all of these things feel risky. I don't want to lose my job. But try changing that up so that you're valuing who you are, first of all, that I deserve a certain level of satisfaction in my life Mm. and see that living in that constant place of fear or living in that constant place of not being satisfied with what you have Let it propel you forward. Like imagine yourself sitting in a room with a bunch of people who are satisfied with their work or happy on a level that you are not. Mm -hmm. And imagine what it would take to get from here to there. Like the first step starts with talking to those people, right? Like talk to some of those people and find out what are you doing? There's so many different opportunities out there now that were never there in the past for work and different kinds of work and different kinds of jobs, Staying stuck in that place of fear, you never even see what those things are, you never even see what those possibilities are. Mm-hmm. Talk to your boss or other departments about what kind of projects they're working on and just come at it from a place of curiosity. You don't have to take any action yet. Yeah, just get curious about what else is out there. Start talking to people and collecting information. And when you open your heart and your mind to say, I want to know what else is going on in the world suddenly you'll start to see opportunities. You'll start to see things that you might be good at doing or that might be more satisfying for you that you wouldn't have seen if you didn't start asking those questions. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you start to see things that light up your eyes and light up your heart. Like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing that someone could do. And what if that person could be me? And it's scary though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's super scary. And it requires a lot of bravery. Yeah, Just to start asking the questions is a huge step.
0: Yeah, just that curiosity step. But mm-hmm. I love how that you you put it as curi- curious because it does, there's no commitment. It's not even like people would ask you, like, why are you asking me this, right? It's like, yeah. it's, it's just being interested in what other right. people are doing. And, and
1: people love that. Yeah. People love it when you're interested. Now, it's easy for me because my top <laughs> yeah. strengths are like all communication. Yeah. So being <laughs> genuinely curious and saying, gosh, Becky, I'm so interested. How did you get into strengths? And tell me your story. Yeah. I am... I may end up saying, wow, that might be something I want to do. But in the beginning, all I'm doing is being curious about you. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? Tell me more. Just use yeah. tell me more. Wow. That sounds interesting. Tell me more about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it strikes me too, just to leverage important for people who feel s- stuck or they feel not good at where they're at in life and what they're doing in life to, to start with your strengths. Like if if you have a natural sense of curiosity or a natural sense of wanting to connect with people, that's going to feel really natural for you to, you know, go and communicate with people. If you're more, you know, introverted or higher in intellection or other, other, you know, pieces that aren't as extroverted, there's other ways, you know, other ways to connect mm-hmm. with people. Maybe it's sending them an email or it's... um you know, reading a book about something else that you, you know, some, some someone else's kind of career path and what they did, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that exploration process, just right. putting that exploration process with curiosity in a way that doesn't make you feel totally, I mean, you're going to feel uncomfortable if you're ever going to grow, right? Yeah, but right. there are ways that you feel uncomfortable that's like a good uncomfortable because it still is a part of the core of who you are. And mm-hmm. then there's this, then there's the other uncomfortable that, you know, it's not so <laughs> which is which is why you're seeking out help in the first place, so
1: right, yeah and and one thing that I did when I was thinking about starting the business, but I hadn't done it yet, and I was thinking, well, maybe I should do something different, and I went on to indeed or one of those job search websites, and I just started looking like I started with communication and I looked at all the jobs, and I spent hours just. Pouring through all these different jobs and like, mm. oh, that's interesting. Reading the job descriptions, I never even thought about people doing that. That is a really for introverts, mm. people who aren't. It's not as easy to talk to other people or reach out. Yeah, try that. Yeah, I found it really insightful and interesting. There are so many things out there that people do that. Yeah, you can, it just opened you your eyes, do.
0: right? And yeah. then, and you start to mm-hmm. see like, oh, this might align better with with who I am than what I'm currently doing or. Right. Right. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for sharing. I feel like the time just kind of zips away. So I, um, yeah, that's, that's the only thing that I bemoan right now. <laughs> so I'm really glad that we got to reconnect, and I'm so grateful that you were um, willing to show up authentically, your authentic self, and share what your journey has been. Um, certainly, it's fun to see the light at the other end of the tunnel, or your two years, two and a half years post a job that left you feeling um, not Excited and also um, down about who, starting to feel down about who you were. And instead, now you're in a place where you can um, be content and happy and um, influencing other people with uh, with the way that you're naturally wired and for the good and to make impact in their life. So I love that. And I love that you're willing to be here to, to share your story. So uh, we will make sure um, as we conclude here that we'll, that people can get connected with you and I'll make sure that they know how to do that um, in our conclusion and um, look forward to our next connect. Thanks, Becky. All right, <laughs> bye. Isn't Melissa's story so thoughtfully compelling about a sort of intentional contentedness in our careers, I know I was impacted to think differently. You can get in touch with Melissa Hereford at melissahereford.com, where she has tons of free resources for you, including a free salary negotiation script to help you ask for what you want and then feel great about it. You can also get that link over in the show notes at isogostrong.com slash isogotv. You know, ultimately, my dream would be to see thriving marriages families, workplaces, across the entire world. By orienting our minds towards our strengths, I know we can get there, just like Melissa is doing. So I'd love to ask you to share Isogo TV, the video or the audio version, with your circles on Facebook, Instagram, or right there in your home or office. And. If you like Isogo TV or this interview in particular, please leave a five-star review over at iTunes. It not only means a lot to me, but it also helps others find this podcast as a resource too. I'm glad that you were here today to hear how others have fueled significant changes in their lives by focusing in on their strengths. And I hope that you join me for more next time on Isogo TV.